How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, good Saturday afternoon, and welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. It's me, your host, Rich Orris, and I know we all might find it hard to believe, but winter will end, and spring will be here before we know it. Even with Puxatoni Phil's prediction, we only have four weeks left from that, so it's going to come on fast. The question that comes up is, what could happen to your home during this transition from winter to spring? We can talk about condensation, ice damming, door and window leaks, all the things that might take place as your home changes from cold turns to warm, all the different things that might happen. Of course, I'll have my On the Road with Rich segment. I'll have my hack sprinkled throughout the show. Stay with us for all of that. I've got Todd Bachman here with me today. We're going to discuss some of this exterior changing, what's going on with your home. Thanks for joining us today, Todd. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Rich. It's going to be a great show today. Yeah, I think we're going to have some really good topics and information. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about with, you know, end of winter, coming into spring. What should we be doing? What should we be looking for? You know, all those different things. So what what do you think? Where do you think we should start out with this one? Well, I mean, maybe we should start out at what should we be looking for around the house? If we maybe go around, have a little checklist of things to look for, stuff that we should be noticing as the, the winter turns to spring. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. I'm always, you know, pushing and talking to people about, you know, just doing a look around. Just walk around, see what's going on, see what you can see. You know, you you don't need to be an expert at this to to just visually see something and go, hmm, what does that mean? You know, I don't need to be a fighter jet mechanic to look at the back of a plane getting ready to take off and go, is that only one engine running? Like, it, right. that doesn't look right. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how to rebuild that, but it doesn't seem like that's going to work out for you. So, you know, there's things that you can notice, you can see and, and check around. And then if you don't know, you can ask us, you can find somebody, you can have Mosby out. We can look at and talk about these things and just really try and help out and get you to understand, you know, getting into, you know, questions about your home on shows like this is really a great, you know, free piece of advice for people um, for doing that. So, you know, 
I did want to remind everybody, you can look at, you know, look up my, my Facebook, my LinkedIn, go to Facebook and you can ask us a question. Just ask it on our page. We'll look it up and we'll, we'll answer it on the next show. If you have something going on like this. So when looking around your house, um, if we, if we start outside, say we get a warm day um, and it's nice like it was the other day, and you can kind of walk around the house, there's some things out there we want to think about. So looking at your, your trims um, around your garage door, um, that is a big place where, you know, water gets behind the siding. It comes down to the top of that garage door. A lot of that trim is wrapped in metal, so you can't see what's going on, and you don't notice anything's happening until that metal goes, just falls off. It can no longer hold, or you see the nails popping out. So kind of push on that metal and just see if it feels like what's behind there is solid or not. Um, And you can do that around your windows, around your doors, um, you know, all those areas. Look for caulking. Look for roof damage. Just walk around and see, does it look like all the shingles are there? Does it look like everything's, you know, up to snuff? Look at the screens and just take a good look. If siding's loose, anything like that, you want to find all that stuff because with that comes, you know, air infiltration, water getting behind it. So it may not seem like it's too big of a deal, but it can become a bigger deal when things start to happen in these times and we're going to start getting more rain as we get, you know, closer to spring. So we're going to see a lot more water. Now, if you change that up and and say it's still cold out and everything and you're inside the house, you know, do the exact same thing on the interior of your home. Basically go to every room and look at all the ceilings and walls, just inspect them. Look for water stains. Look for ghosting streaks. Um, You know, anything on those walls. Check your humidity level. I'm always, you know, preaching a lot. Whether it's winter, summer, or anywhere in between, you know, we've all got these humidifiers for winter. And I see people with dehumidifiers for the summer. And they set it at a number and they think that that number means that's where it's going to hold the humidity in the house. It's like, well, if you've got a dehumidifier in your basement, you set it on 40, it's, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make even that area or the whole house, you know, 40% humidity. You know, the advice would be get a digital hygrometer, put it one on every level of your home. So I have three of these things in my house and two thermostats that both do the same thing. So I got five ways I'm watching the humidity level in my home because it will go down in the winter. It will go up in the summer. And if you get one that, that holds, it'll, it'll hold like a memory of spikes. So it will hold the lowest and the highest that it read in the past since the last time you cleared it. So you can see did it ever get over 55%? And then you can kind of look at it and go, okay, wow, I need to think about like watching that closer. When was that? You know, what might have happened? Think about, was it raining the last few days? Maybe when you saw that spike and that might give you a good indicator of, you know, things are going on. Um, So kind of do that 
look around everything, do the doors, the windows, all that stuff. Same way you did from the outside, from the inside. Look for water stains around them. Look for caulk, cracking and things like that. Feel for drafts. When it's like, you know, five degrees out, when we had like in, you know, late December and early January and it got down to like zero or minus five, that is a perfect time. It's almost like energy audit time. You can go to your doors and windows and just feel around them. If it feels that cold, like air moving, if you see light through the weather stripping, it's probably time to do something with that to help that. Because so much of what happens during this time of year is humidity, condensation, freeze-thaw cycles. It's, you know, getting below freezing overnight and warm in the afternoon. Causes so many things to happen with concrete spalling and, you know, ice damming and all these things that can happen around your house. You know, so looking for those signs when you see that, you know, water stain at the edge of the wall at the ceiling, you could have some ice damming going on. And if it only shows up, you know, in winter or towards the end of winter, things like that, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting to actually know that because everybody says, you know, water runs downhill, it runs away, all this stuff. Well, with ice damming, it actually freezes and grows uphill. Water literally moves uphill, freezes, gets up there underneath the shingles. And then when it thaws, that's how it starts getting in. So when you've got that snow there and it's freezing underneath and then it's getting warm and you're losing heat from your attic, it's thawing that out, making it wet again. When it refreezes at night, it grows up even further. You end up with ice getting underneath your shingles at the edge of your roof where, where the wall ends and, and the overhang starts. And that's where you start getting those water stains inside around the edge. So there's a lot of that stuff that's going to be happening here in February. So pay attention to it. Yeah, you made a couple of really good points there, one of which was the the humidity level and the dehumidifier in your home. I would have thought that if I set it at 40, it was going to be also going to make the, the room or the area where that humidifier yeah. is 40% humidity. So that's a good point. I would have been one of those people that just assumed that. Yeah. And I just didn't know any better. Uh, you also said something about ghosting streaks. Now, I assume we're not talking paranormal. We don't need ghostbusters yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the layperson, when you say ghosting streaks, what, what would that be? So what we see all the time, and you can see them on walls and ceilings. We see a lot more on ceilings. And it's basically because you know, most of your ceilings are white. Uh -huh. So you'll get it more often and you'll get it quicker. Um, but on walls, we'll see it where you can, it's almost like you can see the stud mm -hmm. and you can see like the nails where the, where their nail, the drywall is nailed or screwed to the stud. Gotcha. And it creates these like dark streaks mm -hmm. and it looks kind of like dirt or whatever. And it'll be in certain areas. And, and so when, when that ghosting is occurring, it's usually it's caused by, um, high humidity, and then something that you're doing in the home. And then it kind of goes with, you know, if there's a poor insulation area in your attic, in your wall, something like that, because, you know, cold mixing with warm is what causes condensation. High humidity lets that happen more often, 
with a lesser temperature difference. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, if you have a lot of humidity and you get temperature difference from one side of the wall or from the attic to the living space and it's not insulated well to keep them separate, that's when this stuff can occur. And basically, it's like you're getting moist and then dirt and debris are sticking to the moisture. Okay. So the things that kind of go hand in hand with that can be um, – the biggest one is burning candles. Interesting. When, when, if somebody uses a lot of candles, they like the scent and all that, that can cause it because it's basically soot. Yeah. You know, just a little bit, but it but it gets there and you can see it. Um, you know, unvented <laughs> fireplaces can cause that. Um, any kind of like dirty furnace filter, more mm-hmm. more lint, more more dust, more anything like that. So – Having really old carpet that loses a lot of fibers and stuff causes, you know, more dust and and all of that in the air. And that can cause to it because it all just kind of attracts, you know, to that area. So controlling the humidity is a good thing. And then checking the attic, checking the walls and really looking for, you know, we've all generally what goes hand in hand with this is attic ventilation and poor insulation in the attic. That's when we see it the most. Okay. Is your attic's not ventilating well, so it's not moving air out very well, and and you have insufficient insulation that's causing that temperature difference in places. So we see it around, you know, exhaust fans in the bathroom. Sure. Can lights, light fixtures, any penetrations, you, you lose a lot more. You get those temperatures through. Um Probably don't want to get too started with whole house attic fans because, oh, they yeah. are like, if you don't have a new one that actually insulates the way it should, it is the biggest energy sucker in your house, in your ceiling, you know, letting air from the attic. In the summer, it will let hot air down. And in the winter, it just lets the hot air escape because it's all rising. Right. It goes up in the attic and you can have, you know, frozen just like frozen plywood on mm-hmm. the backside of your roof decking in your attic because of that heat that's lost. And then there's moisture. If your bath fan's running, that sort of thing, it can create so much stuff in the hallway and inside that attic. So there are attic fans that are made for today's climate that are made with a whole house fans that can go in. They actually have doors that open and shut. Mm-hmm. And those doors actually insulate to an R38. So you can foam insulate around them. You can have R38 insulation value when those doors are shut. So you can have your fan and have it work and all of that and really be a great thing. But the older ones, it's a little piece of metal. You got little yeah. metal flaps and it's the only thing between outside and inside temperatures. And it's just a horrible, horrible condition. So, you know, these are all things that, you know, all of our consultants look at, figure out all this exterior stuff. We can help you through these issues. We can come out. We've had exteriors consultants. We have interior. We have design consultants. We can help with all of these different type of things. And I truly feel that there's really not many people educated enough to figure a lot of this stuff out. And we really work on that and and kind of pride ourselves on a lot of this. And if there's something we don't know, we'll find it. We'll figure it out. We'll get the information. We have all the team behind us. So feel free to have us out. And for now, 
Let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll have our hack right after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, we are back. Time for Rich's Right at Home Hack. And, you know, so I've had this question asked to me quite a few times over the years. So I thought maybe I would just make kind of an informational hack out of it. And so the question is, why is the end of my brand new tape measure so loose and sloppy? And I've even heard people going as far as to hammer the hooks in the rivet to tighten them up and stop the end of that tape, you know, from moving. And that's actually a bad idea, guys. So the hook needs to be able to move. So when you push it up against something, it will slide in and you can take an inside measurement. When you hook it on the end of something, it will slide out and you can take an outside measurement. So that movement compensates for the thickness of the hook itself. So think about it. If you measured between two walls and you push that tape tight and you got a measurement for a piece of trim and then you hook the piece of trim to mark the measurement, your trim will actually be a little short if 
that doesn't move and compensate for the thickness of that hook on the tape measure. So it's done by design. It's supposed to happen. And if you have a newer tape measure that's got the magnetic hook on the end, those can be pretty thick. So that can really show some difference in your measurements. So hopefully this helps out a little bit. Some of those DIYers out there, you can get some accurate measurements from now on for your next project. Just let that hook move and do its thing. And maybe next week we can talk about what that diamond means on your tape measure. I've heard that a lot too. So like to keep it simple and easy for everybody. Remember, you can find all my hacks on Facebook or LinkedIn. Just search Rich Oris Mosby. You can hear them every week there. So for today, we've got some really cool exterior stuff that we're going over. Um, kind of talking about the transition from winter to spring and things going on around your home and and also how to do things correctly and everything. So, Todd, what do you think would be next on the list that maybe we should share with everybody? Yeah, let's move to Windows. And when we're talking about replacing our windows, what sort of company should we be looking at to do that type of project? What sort of company or contractor? So there's, you know, straight window installers out there that that's all they do. There's obviously general contractors. There's design build companies like Mosby Building Arts. What company would be best for something like that? So actually, somebody with the knowledge more towards the contractor to design build. And I know it sounds crazy, but when you look at just window installers, you know, what happens out there, a lot of window installers, they do what we call a pocket fit. So these windows, it's kind of like that kid's game, putting a square peg through a square hole. It's got to be a little loose to fit. So there's an area around it that has gaps. So your windows with Typical window installers get installed that way. And really, the biggest thing that matters when you're looking at this is what's on the outside of your home. <clears throat> so you got to think about, is it brick? Is it siding? Is it vinyl siding? Is it wood? Because there's multiple ways to do it. And really, this kind of brings me right into my, my On the Road with Rich segment because I thought when we talked about this, I would share a story about, actually, it was, you know, myself at an exteriors expo. And it was at one of our suppliers and they had asked us, you know, hey, would you mind coming out and being at this expo and maybe talking to some people about windows and doors and answer some questions that they have? And of course, we, you know, here at Mosby, we, we answer a lot of questions all the time. So when I was there and we were looking at stuff and, and you know, Clients were coming around and asking questions. The owner of, you know, this supply warehouse was was kind of standing there off the side of the table. And someone walked up to me and they asked about window installation. And, and I said, well, I said, let me ask you a question. You know, they said, we're thinking about getting new windows. And, you know, they said, what kind of windows would you recommend? And I said, well, let me ask you a question first what's on the outside of the home where you're going to install these windows? What type of siding? Is it wood? Is it vinyl? Is it brick? Is it the full masonry home? And, you know, they kind of answered and I kind of talked to them about things that could happen. And afterwards, the owner of the supply warehouse came up to me and was like, I've never heard anybody ask that. They're like, 
I've done these for years. I've you know he's owned this place selling windows, yeah. you know, to, to people and to companies for you know 40, 50 years. And he said, anytime I've ever heard someone say, We're thinking about getting windows, what would you recommend? They say, Well, what type of window are you interested in? Do you want a vinyl? Are you thinking about a wood clad? And they get into all this right. stuff about the window. And I was like, nope. It actually matters more. I can take the cheapest window out there and install it the best way possible and make it almost as good as the best window out there installed incorrectly. Yeah. So if you don't insulate it well, it doesn't matter how well the window insulates if everything's coming around the window. If you don't flash it right, you could buy a $200 window, a $2,000 window. If it leaks, it leaks. Yeah. It doesn't matter sure. what you paid for that window or how good it is. There's water coming in your wall, coming inside the house. So focusing on, you know, how that install is, is dire importance to window and door installation. So when you look at like, if it's got vinyl siding, we take the vinyl siding off. Mm-hmm. And here at Mosby, we install a new construction style window, just like when they built the house. And we flash tape that. We get it put together so that it's not going to have an issue. And then we can refit and put that vinyl siding back on the house. Yeah. And it's the best type of install. It will keep leaks out. It will keep air infiltration out. When we insulate it, we'll use low expansion foam. And I'm going to tell everybody a little trick out there that not everybody's going to know. When you low in when you when you use low expansion foam around a window, you know, so much temperature difference involves connectivity from mm-hmm. one area to another. Things that conduct hot and cold are like concrete, aluminum, very, very well. So if you can create an airspace between these these materials, you will insulate better. So when you do the foam, you mark the tip with some tape. You only stick that tip in there, maybe a half inch, three quarters of an inch, and you go around. And what you're trying to do is not have that foam hit the actual backside of the window flange. Oh, okay. So you create like an air channel. Yeah. A separation. So it that will insulate better than if you fill that cavity completely with foam. So most people, they're just... Right. They're just foaming it like crazy. Well, you can do it even one better being careful and doing it the best way possible. So, you know, these are, this is how deep, mm-hmm. you know, our installers, our consultants, all these people think in how do you do it? How do you, how do you price it? What does it take to actually perform it that way? So, you know, if you have wood siding, you have cement board siding, you can usually take the trim boards off around the window mm-hmm. or, what what I do all the time is I cut that siding back away from the window. So if the siding goes right up against the window, they're like, how are we going to get those fins out? How are we going to – you can cut that siding back three and a half inches all the way around that window. You can flash tape the new window correctly, and then you can put new trim on top of that. So now your windows that used to have siding right up against them have a trim board around them, but they're flashed properly behind there so that you won't have these issues. And you don't need to replace all the siding. Yeah. Just the trim board. It probably looks more board. finished too if you put trim boards around. It looks yeah. better, you know. So you're, you know, yeah, they're a win-win really situation does. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a science behind everything. It's so, kind of amazing. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Brick 
Yeah, that's where you got to kind of make a decision. Yeah. I have literally taken brick off of a house. Oh, really? To do the windows right and put the brick back. I've done it multiple times. I've done it at least four or five different times. When people have big enough problems that, you know, it needs to be solved correctly, that is the answer. Yeah. Just like the siding. Yeah. Or you do the pocket fit, you caulk it in, you watch that caulk, you pay attention to that window. 99% of the windows going into brick are going to be the pocket fit, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a large problem, then, yep, we need to take care of that too. So that can literally be the answer. So essentially a window is only as good as its installation, really. Correct. You know? And if you go to like a, one of these big box store or national chain brands – uh, that sell these windows that are giving you all these crazy like three for two deals, two for one deals, yeah. something like that. They're probably just going to do pocket fit replacements, and they're not peeling back the siding and stuff like that. Yep. And remember, this is about it's it's about two things. It's about money, right? Because if you don't take off the siding, if you don't flash it right, if you don't do all these things, guess what? Obviously, it costs less. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's what a lot of people are after. And it's also about education. When I built room additions and houses and stuff before I came to Mosby, this was how we put windows in. This is what I was taught. Yeah. It's what I knew. And then later said, oh, geez, there's a way better way to do this. Even when we built new and put in a new construction window with house wrap in the 90s, I did it wrong. Yeah. I literally put it in wrong. We lapped in all four sides. We put some caulk around the window. Basically, what we did was we bought about five years on a one-year workmanship warranty that that window wouldn't leak. Mm. And and that's, you know, kind of that. It's just what you knew. Yeah. So when you know more later, you're like, wow, there's a real way to do this. We should offer this and see who's who's up for that because a lot of people are up for that. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. But when you have the issues and you want them taken care of, so again, remember, guys, you can call Mosby. You can look us up online. um, You can call us at 314-909-1800. Go to our website, callmosby.com. You can see all these projects. You can look at all of our consultants. You can find out all this information. You can read some of the blogs and the different things about this stuff that we've, you know, written about and that, you know, basically – Use us as your done it wrong in the past, learn from our mistakes, prevent for the future now the best way to get things done and do things. So like I said, we would love to come out and see you, help you out with all these kind of issues. And we've got another segment coming up. We've got a ton more on the list. We're going to have to actually do this like more than once because we're, we're going to be through <laughs> about 50% of what we wanted to talk about. So look for more of this in the future, but we'll get right back to more of it in the next segment after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back. We are talking about all things kind of exterior. What happens to your home during the the transformation from winter to spring, you know, cold to warm, frozen to wet, thawing, all those different things. We got a, a ton of lists and we've got some questions that people have asked us you know, about these things. So Todd, what do you think we should put next on on the list here for everybody? Yeah. So I have a gutter question for you. Someone asked, they have a 41 foot span of guttering across the back of their villa. It only has one downspout. The gutters overflow during heavy uh, rainstorms. The downspout is two by three inch. And they want to know, should they expand or replace the two by three inch with a three by four inch downspout or, or do both add, add another one entirely. Uh, and also if you have any experience with gutter cover products sold at hardware stores. Yeah, no, the, and the gutter cover things are very important. I can't wait to get into that, but yes, the, the question on the gutter, number one is um, you always need to make sure you're keeping it clean, even in the winter because of that, you know, snow buildup, ice damming, all the things that happen in the winter and from change to winter, you know, into spring, it isn't just rain that we have to worry about with gutters. But yes, there's a there's a rule of thumb that says one downspout about every 40 feet, but there's truthfully a whole calculation that you do. So if you're 40 foot wide and your roof is 12 feet tall or 15 feet tall, you know, the taller it gets, the more roof surface there is, the more you're going to need that second downspout. I would always say go ahead, especially at 41 feet, add the second downspout. I would also go to make them both three by four, but you want to match the gutter to that downspout also. So that three by four downspout 
is going to look pretty big on a five inch gutter if it, you don't already have six inch gutters. So yeah. you may want to change that gutter to six inch also because that'll you know hold and move more capacity than your two downspouts will hold and move you know more capacity through it. And and you know what so many people forget too is where does this water go? Even if you get it to where it won't overflow anymore, when you get to the bottom. You definitely want to get some some four inch pipe, run those downspouts underground, get them at least ten feet from your foundation, if not further, depending on how flat that yard is. So that's another key to controlling that water on the whole home. You don't want it to overflow, but then you don't want it to just dump at the corners of your building. Yeah, you want it to go away. Now, you need a lot of thought on the gutter cover. There's a lot of different gutter covers out there. Um, there's a there's a nice flat one that we use all the time here at Mosby called SureFlow. Works really well. Um, it's aluminum and it sits real flat, so it does kind of allow things to blow off of it and mm-hmm. just kind of blow away. But basically, when you use a store bought gutter cover like that, you gotta remember that you've changed your gutter cleaning from inside the gutter to top of the gutter cover. So you want to make sure that if there's spots in valleys where roof lines meet and stuff that leaves and debris, you know, collect there, you want to clean those areas off still. So thinking about the types of trees, there may be three or four different gutter covers and one might be better for you because of if you have a pine tree with pine needles, if you have, you know, certain thing, the gumballs, right. different things, the gumballs will collect up in a flat gutter like that and, and they won't blow out easy because they're heavy. Yeah. So you'll have some cleaning with the gumballs, but it's better than gumballs going down your downspout and clogging in there. So um, the best thing you could do is a one-piece gutter helmet cover you know, type of gutter system where it doesn't connect to the roof. It's all on its own. It works, but those, those will work better than any. There's still areas where we would say your roof might be too steep here, your valleys, you might have too many valleys. So it's about examining, you know, where, what you have, how steep, how many valleys and things like that. Cause even that system, you got to think about where you're putting it Mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. It's the best. It will last the longest. It will guarantee more that you won't need to clean out areas um, or at least the least amount of areas, but it will cost the most. It's, you know, it's a, it's a very controlled thing. It works very well. So, of course, it's the most in demand and it will cost the most in the end. Um, I will tell people to kind of any kind of gutter helmet that adds to your existing gutter and ties into your roof system, I would never, ever recommend those. I I have personally diagnosed those to be the issue, the leak concern, and have taken them off of people's houses to fix issues. So if your existing gutters are not perfect and they don't slope just right and you have a flatter roof area or all these different things that can happen, again, it's about, you know, Picking what is best for your roof, your roof pitch, your situation, and your types of trees and all of that. But if you think about a gutter B12 
being integrated with a roof. So they did that 100 years ago, 200 years ago. They were always copper, and mm-hmm. that copper went between 18 inches and two feet up the roof line. Wow. So it's ice damming. It's yeah. all these things happening. You take a six-inch piece of metal and stuff it underneath your, your starter strip shingle. Mm-hmm. You can get problems down the road, and they have to like screw them, attach them. Yeah. So they're poking holes through that area too. Mm-hmm. So anything backfires. It you know, there's a lot of places where they work perfectly well, but if anything backfires and then it doesn't, you'll wish it never did it. So I would look for one that does not attach to your roof line. Very good advice. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a lot of good information there. So let's stick to the the top of the house and talk about the roof. Uh, This question is, I have black streaks on the north side of my roof. What causes them, and what would you suggest I use to remove them? Oh, yeah. This is (laughs) – these are fun. So so the streaks on the roof, most commonly it's just algae. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, algae buildup. Um, It typically happens and thrives in moist conditions, which so, of course, you see on the north-facing – you know, shaded areas that it occurs on. Uh, Sometimes when the chimney's, you know, shading the area, you get them there as it runs around the chimney. So it's really just like an algae substance on top of that shingle. So there are cleaners out there. You can, you can get, um, there's all kinds of like anything from spick and span to simple green. You can mix it up, you know, like two parts water to one part detergent and you can you know spray that all over the roof. Um, there is some recommendation of you're going to be on your roof and you're going to be making it wet and slippery. And algae is very slippery when you yeah. you know. So you want to make sure that you're safe. And if you you know maybe find a professional that does it would be really better off possibly. But you can go up there. Um, there's another product out there you can buy called Wet and Forget that I've heard mm-hmm. from several people that. Basically, you just run that over it, let it sit for a while, kind of forget about it for 20 minutes, hose it off, spray it off, and it and it kind of takes that algae right off. If it's not getting all of it, you can use like a soft bristle vinyl or a broom, like a vinyl broom, mm-hmm. and just gently kind of put some on, let it sit, scrub it a little bit with that. Don't use anything metal and never use a power washer. Right, Power washer can really wear things down. Um, and there's a couple other tricks. Of, so one I, I've seen in the past is, you know, they put like a zinc metal strip. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, supposed to have some success of when it rains, it runs the zinc down on top of the shingles and, and it kind of helps deter that algae from sticking and everything. Um, and they do make algae resistant roof shingles nowadays. Oh, okay. So they actually put like either zinc or copper granules inside of the shingle now remember this is a product that wears and roof shingles wear Mm -hmm. so when you look at like an algae resistant shingle look at the warranty closely because if you have a 50-year warranty on a roof you probably have about a five or ten year warranty on the algae resistance oh because as the granules fall off it stops resisting yeah good advice yeah. yeah so as they wear so so look at those warranties but there can be some success for some amount of time with the algae resistant shingles and all of that also. So those are those are great products. Excellent. Okay, let's try to get one more in here real quick. So 
this person has a nine-year-old house with a tall wall of atrium windows, and they leak. Uh, they've been through a couple unsuccessful attempts to fix the problem. Do you have any suggestions on how to fix this? Yeah, unfortunately, again, this is a very common problem. And the truth is you need to remove every single window and install them the way we talked about earlier. You really have to get the proper flashing. And what most people don't realize is when you see the water stain around the lowest window in the basement, that's not your focus. It starts from the roof and it works its way down. So your gable vent, the windows above it, water gets in around there, starts working its way in. You see the result at the lowest point. So just doing the bottom windows is not going to correct your issue. You need to do all of them. And I've seen so many people, you know, you can reuse those windows. If they're good windows, take yeah. them out, flash them right, put them back in. You don't even have to buy new windows to correct the problem. I see so many people replace them with a pocket fit and actually make that problem worse. Right. And it's that education thing. Builders have been doing this incorrectly for 20, 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Some are better nowadays than they used to be because they're starting to learn and all that and they learn the proper flashing and that, but it still happens even today, folks. So, hey, I had a great time. Yeah, Remember, call, call Mosby for all these issues for you and for everybody else out there, I look forward to talking to you all next week. Get more at 971talk.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.